Good day. Good day. How are you? I'm good. How are you? <sighs> I don't think I have any complaints. Good. I probably wouldn't do any goods. All right, stand mm-hmm. by. This is The Point of Things with George Capalbo and Tom Shattuck. And here they are, absentmindedly, surfing the apocalypse. Tom Shattuck and George Capalbo. <laughs> Thomas, there's there's some news. I don't know if you care, but Richard well, Richard Penniman is dead. That was a little before my time, but I get it that that it was a big deal. You know what I'm saying? A certainly, arguably, your king of rock and roll. That was my king of rock and roll. But I knew who he was. No, no, oh, no, no, no. He wrote his own music. He did. He played instruments. He had an incredible um, voice. He he crafted the mold for um, singing rock and roll with a, you know, ripping his voice to shreds, um, going into falsetto at times, dynamic showman. Yes. Certainly, huge influence on anybody who mattered, including the Beatles. Yes, it's huge. I mean, we lost uh, Chuck Berry three years ago. Correct, and I would put him right there too, close to it. But uh, I, I, I guess maybe I'd give the edge to Little Richard. But that is a that's a big that's a big loss. Eighty seven years, eighty and seven years. Tom Shattuck, a good a good long run. Yeah, I'm glad too. Yeah, I was an American treasure. Man. Yeah, Just, absolutely. Uh, that kind of music, when you when you get into early rock and roll, kind of you know twelve bar bluesish rock and roll, <laughs> the it's end tough of to get out end of, of society, right? It was the at the time it was the end of society. But, but I can it, imagine, it it, yeah. I mean, I mean, what was that? Um, good Bolly, good Golly, Miss Molly. Didn't he say in ball tonight? I Could remember be. my dad t- t- telling me about that song um, when we were listening to it together, and when I was in uh, like teens or twenties, and he said, "You know what the song is about?" And I said, "No." And he said, "Having sex." Oh, wow. Wow. Right. <laughs> wow. I have checked that out <laughs> sometimes. No, well, I mean, but a lot of the songs were obviously. Yeah, obviously they are. It was about rock letting loose and, and right. giving into animal instincts or whatever, you know, or primal instincts, I guess you would say. Right. And, uh, you know, and it, but not just rock and roll. Obviously, people think that rock and roll did this. You know, big band music was also chaotic and wild and. In music before that, and you know there had been blues and in versions of jazz, etc. But, um, but yeah, that's all. He was so good. Little Richard was so good. Little Richard, Chuck Berry. Who else would he put there in the top? Well, I mean Elvis, uh, right? It's, yeah, but he's he's a singer. This is true. But he was he was that same era though, and and had that same effect of just. But he was he may have been more mainstream to some extent. Well, tr- yes, he was packaged and pretty, and and he does a movie star and, and all that, right? And he was a right, but yeah, but and he was a talented singer, you no, know, in the stage presence and all that stuff. And Elvis is a cool guy. I yeah, just absolutely. Don't think, I just don't think that he had the skill set that the other guys did, and he also didn't really invent rock and roll. He came no. into it. He, correct. These guys invented it. How about he's um, actually still he, alive? Um, um, gosh, I, I'm visualizing him. He's from the south. I uh, got married to someone when he, who was like his niece who was 16. Or oh, Jerry Lee Lewis. Jerry Lee Lewis. Isn't he still alive? I believe Jerry Lee Lewis is still with I, us. Amazingly. I think he is. Let's look that up. I'd put him up there. Yeah. With the other guys. All, also, he's kind of like Little Richard, actually. A big piano guy. And crazy. 
right? Uh, An extreme. Oh, crazy. Yeah, no doubt. He is alive and well. Born September 29th, 1935. Yeah. Still active. And famously uh, cousins with? I don't know. Jimmy Swaggart. Really? Yeah. Makes sense when you think about it, doesn't it? <laughs> They're both preachers of a sort, right? Uh, right. Yeah. Also, yes, that's right. That's right. Uh, um, yeah, Jerry Lewis. Yeah, what a, he was he was incredible, too. I, I think probably if you were to ask the Beatles, they would put Buddy Holly in there. I don't really get that. He seems to me not to be a wild man, but I'd have to listen it listen to Buddy Holly's music with the ears of, of right. 1959. Well, also, so maybe sadly, his, his life was cut very short when he was very young. He did not have a chance to grow into the uh, phenomenon that he, that he might have been if he had lived. Yeah, I mean, but he was, but he was huge at the time. Yes, he was. Um, um, and that was his, the young, the music of his, of the prime of his youth. So, but I mean, there, there must have been something that they liked. I just found it very twangy in him, but uh, 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 that's, I never got that stuff. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, yeah. And I, and I don't think like even the big one hit wonders or th- two or three hit wonders like Bill Haley and the Comets. Right. They were fine. And actually, the, you know, the, he would, that group was huge. And, you know, there were riots, riots all over England when he was playing in England. Mm. Um, and I guess maybe just the song. It was so good that it was such an anthem um rock around the clock that um that it was yeah that it was just it hit at the right time yes but um of course and a lot of these guys then were torpedoed by all the crooners like uh you know um fabian and um and those guys, uh, I guess, would uh, would you call them crooners? I guess they're but those are kind of like heartthrobs. the the teen idols of the day, right? Right, and uh, Dion, who was actually talented, but who were uh, more socially acceptable well, actually, than than the well, wild Dion men. Dion was Dion actually had a really good raspy rock and roll voice too. Yeah, um, but I don't know. Oh, I guess you could put uh, Carl Perkins in there, maybe mm. as one of the early guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else is there, George? Um, mm. For rock and roll, um, good old rock and roll from the early, early days. Yeah. I, I was always a little bit later. I I've, I still like surf rock. I, w- I was certainly the mm-hmm. early. They're, they're kind of weird, odd bands that had one or two songs, and they were just playing at some small club in Southern California, which, I, of course, not that old uh, to be alive, but I, I enjoyed that era. I enjoyed the music of that era, and I actually collected some of it back in the day. And that was a little bit later. I actually went to see Dick Dale perform at the Middle East in Cambridge, maybe like three, four, five years ago when he was last touring. And yeah. he was phenomenal. I mean... That stuff was cool. Was that he the just came out and played. That, yeah, that same era, right? So he just he kind of he kind of started it. Yeah, yeah. He kind of started it, right? And he just came out and started mm-hmm. playing and didn't stop. When he would talk, he would just keep playing. He just basically played for a 90, you know, 45, 60 minute set, whatever it was. Yeah, very cool. Didn't stop. And, no, and very compact motions. You know, he's done it before. It was He was not working hard, but it was all perfect. So Good for the guitarists to have a time when they could 86 the uh, vocalists. Correct. You know, because vocalists uh, became a scourge, didn't they, George? <laughs> he, to this day. To this yes. day. Oh, yeah. All right. Um, so so I've, I've got you excited about music, but now I, I have a recording of you. This is a this is a pretty much a true story, right? Uh, I hate snakes. 
I hate them. You hate snakes, don't you? God, of course. Well, so all right. I did. I, did you did you take a look at the Twitter feed of the Point of Things? You can go follow us at Point of Things on Twitter. And my cousin James in California, who's really kind of my brother. We're about four years apart, and I'm an only, and he's not. But he's like my bro, and and so we were on the phone last night. We talk once every every couple of Fridays. We literally do like a three or four hour phone call, just talking about whatever crap is going on in the world and our lives and all this stuff. And it's just really nice. And, and I was up till about two in the morning. Of course he's in California, right? So he doesn't care. But I, I geez, it's two in the morning. I got to go to sleep. So we had a good time, but he sends me this video, which is on the point of things.com. There's this golf course. He goes and he walks to, and he's walking down a sidewalk. And that is not a hose leaking. That is a rattlesnake. A rattlesnake reared up at him. Very scared. Started doing the rattle. Which I always thought was more like, you know, a baby rattle, right? But no, it's more... And they threw a water bottle at it, and the snake went, oh, what's this? And kind of went to check it out. And then he said he was completely terrified, but he could not move or stand by, you know? So, but I got to say, if you look at this video, as deadly as it is, if you're within its strike range, it's a beautiful animal. The way it moves and slithers and its skin moves, and it's just... You know, nature, even... There you go. There's the sound. It does sound like a, like a golf course watering thing, doesn't it? But, yeah, it um, does. I, I just found it completely beautiful. It's flicking its tongue out. You know, that's it's smelling the world. And I guess it decided oh, not to kill my cousin. It. That's what they do. That's how they smell. They're vile creatures, George. They should all be destroyed. They're <laughs> terrible creatures. We don't need snakes. All right. Well, I had, an, I had a run-in myself on the East Coast. Identify this sound. This is uh, this is just as... This might be more evil. This might not kill you, but it might leave a more lasting mark and make you socially unacceptable. Do you know what that is? Is that a, is that a uh, bat, George? No, that is not a bat. It is a similar okay. color. It is a ground-based animal. I'll give you a hint. All right, it's in a... I don't know what, I don't know what the rest of this is. It's a skunk! Oh, really? Yeah, so... Did you see the beautiful full moon the other the other night when it was clear? The flower, I don't know I think it was the flower moon. It was a super moon, and and I decided to go out and I have a, a mm-hmm. I have like a five hundred millimeter lens from like the nineteen fifties. Matter of fact, it is the same model lens as Jimmy Stewart had in Rear Window, and I found it for like seventy five bucks on eBay. And of course, it was moldy and stuff. I took it apart and cleaned it, and it's actually not a bad lens. I adapted it to my camera, so I decided I'm going to go out. And take a picture of the full moon when it when it rose. I have an app that shows me where to look on the horizon for it to be in what time, mm-hmm. and uh, so it was coming up, but it was behind some some you know buildings. I couldn't get a good clear shot of it, so I decided to sit on the porch. I'm sitting on the front porch of my man's. You've been there, the front porch, right? The steps that lead mm-hmm. up to it, and this dog comes running up the the walkway, and I get up to go greet it, and I realize that's no dog. That's yeah. that's a skunk. <laughs> So I froze. Was this I, near? Was this close to dusk? Uh, it was close to. It was eight. It was about eight eighteen p.m. So it was maybe oh, okay. about forty five minutes, fifteen twenty five minutes after dusk. And luckily for me, the skunk just ran by me. I could hear its little claws mm-hmm. on the on the pavement, and it ran off around the corner. And of course, now I decided I'm going to go follow it, right, and see what it's up to. And right. uh, but then it was gone, so nothing bad happened. But I just went, so, whoa, okay. Here's the deal about skunks. Is tell me about them. What what are they good for? 
So a skunk is a, a big muskrat, and they're really they really are potentially vicious. They're very tough animals. If they ever squared off, they don't square off with people, right? But with other animals, right? They have it in them to kick ass. But and they have the ultimate I weapon. I've dealt with these. I have dealt with these guys in and a campsite that I go to every few years. Mm. And certain time of night at this campsite, the skunks come out and they just roam through the campsites. Mm. And and um, the only risk is that if you you got, you know they're going through food. I mean, they can like open peanut butter jars. They're very clever. They're smart. So they they just want to eat food. So they roam through the campsites. But they are really sweet animals. And they're beautiful animals. No, I, I they don't. You know, that was my reaction as it ran by. Other than I was thought I was about to get get shot. It, that man, this is really pretty right. cute looking little thing. Yeah, so they're lovely animals, and you know, usually it would take a dog or you going after it to make it say. Uh, and they give you there's a warning. I think there's something they do. I think they give you a warning, warning shot. I think they do a shot across the bow. So you, you, I don't know if it's that. I think there's some kind of thing that you know that they, they, he's locked on to you, and it's time to <laughs> the eyes, <laughs> the stare down yeah. of some kind. I had a neighbor. Um, I had a neighbor here that in the in in this. This is probably back in the seventies. He'd get drunk on Saturday nights. And he'd go out in the backyard with a double-barreled shotgun, and he would go and shoot these skunks that were trying to run around near him. And I would hear the blast. I can't imagine this in today's day and age. There'd be like a news cruise, right? But you know, mm-hmm. this in a re- you know, my town is a residential town. It's not any. It's not any yeah. less developed than it, than it was. It was about the same. And then a, a moment later, you would smell. You know, the skunk took that as a as a. As right. a, an unforgivable act, and and basically went nuclear, you know. And I, I I don't know what happened. I decided to stay out of it. I don't know if this guy got sprayed, you know. But then he'd shoot mm. again, so maybe he did, and he'd get the you know his eyes would stop stinging. He would reload and go after it again, or maybe he just didn't care. I don't know. But uh, I and I do see you know one thing in our quiet world right now. I do see more animals out. More I've seen muskrats in mm. my backyard, and and certainly. Uh, all, all exciting stuff. I love animals. I love I that. I do too. And, uh, up where I am, there's there's deer around, and there's all sorts of other things. I just never, they never come, probably because I'm, I'm near a main street, and I've got to jerk dogs and four kids. And Scare so all the way. stuff never comes right where I am, but we, I'd love the deer to come by. There's some great footage yesterday of a uh, coyote on Commonwealth Avenue in, Mass- in Boston. Yes. I love, I love all this stuff. I want it to hang out. I don't want anything that can kill me, though, and now we have chickens. Your guinea hens. How are the guinea hens? How big are they now? Are they are they like is this like a fifties monster movie and they're like fifteen feet tall and terrorizing the neighbors? Not yet. No, no. But they're the size of basketballs now. They're really they're big. And uh yeah. So they're living out in the shed. And I don't want anything to go in there and slaughter them all either, because they all have names and uh Yeah, and the kids would be very upset, I'm sure. For eleven seconds and then (laughs) then say monsters. What are we doing now? (laughs) Let's eat them. Right. Uh, Let's eat what's left. Right. Right. So have you released that? Have you released the the hens to to voraciously consume the uh, ticks in your yard, which is your choice? This is your your, your choice of natural uh, insecticide. By the way, George, where I am and where you are, I believe it was 11 degrees this morning and it, it was, snowed on May 9th. It was snowing Shouldn't on that kill all the ticks and all the mosquitoes? Shouldn't they all be dead now? Isn't that the rule? It seems like it should be. Yes. So just be dead. Enough of this stuff. For frig's sake. God. My, my, um, my uh, perhaps girlfriend, Erin, told me a story of last weekend where she was attacked by insects working on her yard. 
and they completely voraciously ate her, and she hates them. She hates, like, you hate snakes. Oh, right? so, You know, so I'm, I'll try to be comfortable. Perhaps, girlfriend. What does that mean? Or we have to physically be in the same place. We're both on lockdown, so uh, we're working on that. We're, maybe the next weekend might be... I'm going to send you something, something, a video, and I want you to watch it live and tell me what you think. Let me. I, I think this is the best thing. I think this is the best thing that has ever been put on Twitter. I'm ready. You should have it in a moment. Put the sound on. Make sure it's fully displayed, George. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, just text and, uh, that to me. I'm going to see. I have my. I, text, I want you to do it right now live. I'd like to get your reaction. I am. I'm going, I'm going to message so let's, let's do this. Twitter as we speak. This is an incredible thing that somebody. <laughs> I've sent this to so many friends, and mostly people in relationships or have been in relationships or married or have right. been married or this and that. Or really any guy, actually. Just about any, most guys. <laughs> It's a wonderfully oh, important uh, video. Here we go. And, um, I thought you were going to So watch it again, George, and look at the look on his face. <laughs> How perfect is that? Just disappointment, isn't it? Uh. So what's happening? This there's this video. It's about twenty seconds long. Yeah. Of a, of a, it's obviously boyfriend and girlfriend. Right. Guys watching TV, sitting on the couch. The girl um, gets puts essentially gets on her knees in front of him and locks eyes with him puts her hair puts her hair back while looking at him right he's assuming his fortunes have increased incredibly dramatically because she's essentially you know she's knelt before him (laughs) and he's like almost nervous with sudden excitement and anticipation and shock then looks in the ground and says she dropped some toys down here somewhere he realizes that what he thought was about to happen doesn't isn't going to happen, and, and she just laughs at him. She laughs at him, and then points and then that it's all on TV. Had, yes, that it was all a ruse, a cruel ruse <laughs> to ruin you him. to the masses. Yes. And it's wonderful because it's his his he's so organically real in it, <laughs> and he's no matter what he was doing, suddenly something else became the most important possibility <laughs> in the world, which was very much a guy thing. Yes, especially that age, I think. Uh, they're in their twenty, early twenties, I'd say. Yeah, they, I'd say that. Yeah. And then, and then, you know, from melancholy goes straight to hope and excitement, <laughs> and and then and to, to shock. crashing, <laughs> crashing devastation. <laughs> and then yes. she, because and we've all had um, girlfriends or wives or whatever. Uh, there is something. There's a special kind of pain that women, I think, know that they're able to inflict. Um, and, uh, and she revels in it for a moment there. <laughs> so I, I'll tell you, I don't have a video of this, but, but I had a girlfriend back in the day in like the late eighties and, uh, she would sneak around the corner and hide and scare me and jump out and scare me. And, and it really, she'd catch me off. I go, ah, and she'd start laughing, you know, and she did this to me mm-hmm. dozens of times. I mean, I was an easy mark, I guess. Right. So finally I decided I'm gonna I'm gonna get back at her. I'm gonna I'm not get back at her. I'm gonna do the same thing to her. So so now fully clothed, I got in the shower in her bathroom and I pulled the shower curtain closed and I waited for like a day. It was it was probably like right. twenty minutes. 
She walks into the bathroom, and I magically just pull back the shower curtain and go, boo! And she had a nervous breakdown. Really? She panicked. She was hyperventilating. She couldn't move. I had to hold her up from falling over. I carried her into her room, and she sat on the bed, and she was red-faced, and she sat there and hyperventilated for literally like two or three minutes. Of course, she never scared me again <laughs> after that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, and, she was too And I wasn't trying to kill her. To do it. Yeah. Something I really just like, I, I'm yeah. probably to this day, you know, she can't go into the bathroom, you know, or something. And uh, it didn't, it, we didn't break up or anything, but, but it kind of ended the. But it was, yeah, it was over. It was, it, it might have been over about a year later. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was probably the, it was probably like. The start. You began your final descent that yeah, day. And sure. it was very innocent on my part. You know, I'm not a mean person. Well, maybe right. you don't, right? But no, I'm not. I'm not a mean person. But, and I really meant it only in the, okay, you've been sneaking around corners and coming out of closets and stuff and, you know, barking at me and making, and yeah, and I jump. And, I, and occasionally I would be annoyed, not annoyed, but it's like, ah, oh, Jesus, you know, stop it, right? And I wasn't scared. And she just would laugh, ha, 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 every time. And so, you know, I, I just turned it back, you know, and it was, I returned That's the favor. good for the goose. It was good for the goose. It's good for the gander. Correct. What is a gander, by the way? I don't know. Let's look that up. We know, we don't know anything in our modern world. Look, you know, what would we do if we did not have the internet? You'd have to call the library, George. Like a gander is a male goose. So they, this oh. was, and you used this phrase correctly. I was the gander in this case. Very good, Tom. Uh, you how's your uh, how's your sheltering in place? <laughs> well, that's my normal life anyway. The you know, ask any engineer if they if they could be left alone for a few weeks and know they can't have to go out and talk to anybody and they could just work on code. That seems like heaven. So I things haven't changed much for me to be honest. Other than I've been doing all deliveries now. I've just I finally decided this, I should be a sponsor of the point of things. Instacart is the best thing in the world. Hmm. Right? They'll just. I can go and on like six in the morning, say, all right, what do I need? You know, instead of going out and, and it costs like four bucks. And, you, and you, of course you tip the guy too, right? Cause they're going, they're going to the supermarket where you don't feel like it or, you know, I had no protective coverings until recently. I'll, I'll tell, I'll tell you that story in a second, but, uh, and it shows up like three hours later. That's, it's pretty perfect. I was using the Whole Foods thing through Amazon cause I figured it's Amazon. Mm-hmm. They should be good at delivery, but they were horrible at getting slots to deliver. So some guy out of the internet wrote an apple script that sits there and it's like you know when you turn a dial into a a contest line back for people old enough to do that to win tickets and you just cut your phone on redial it does that mm-hmm. to the web page that has open slots and then when it comes up it bing it says bing and it says there may be slots available and it shows you that you have you have maybe like 10 seconds because probably everyone else is doing this so i got kind of tired of that you know uh I told a friend of mine, he says, you wrote a script? I said, no, I didn't write it. I just edited it because it did too much stuff. Oh, so um, he thought that was pretty funny. But uh, I, yes, I, Instacart's been great. DoorDash has been great. Um, and of course, Amazon now runs the world. I, you know, uh, the, the stream of Amazon packages coming in with normal things. It's, it's pretty amazing. You can tell who was ready for, for this kind of situation that built their business for it and who was not. And uh, right so yeah, I'm I'm yeah. okay sheltering. And how about you? So you're, or you're in? I know you were telling me you'd gone to your place of employment a few times during the week. Are you still doing yeah, that, or are you just 
I went once remote. last week. I, yeah. got, I can't get into my VPN, unfortunately. And the, oh. the process to do it is such a pain in the ass and just monstrous. And I get to download this and get a new Citrix this and get rid of this, this, yeah, this, yeah. this. And, and they're already mad at me because I don't have, I use a Mac instead <laughs> of a PC. So uh, my instructions are even longer. Yeah. So I'm like, screw it. I'll just go and f- risk my life. Do, just to, do you have an old to, PC to, you could uh, set up as just your mule to get into the VPN and leave it at home or something? Uh, uh, no, we have, well, my wife has a, has a PC. Yeah. But um, anyway, so, but, so, so yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so right. For the first time ever, I ordered glasses online, like oh, reading glasses. Where'd you get them? Where'd you get them from? You should have talked um, to me about this. Where did it get? I'm them the king from? of glasses online. I don't know. My wife did it. I think. Is I think. it, is it Zenny Optical? Also, should, should be a sponsor of the Point of Things. That that uh-huh. is that is the best online glasses uh, site for, for. It's been for me. Very. We're dialing someone. Let's oh, see. who are you calling? Oh, you're, you're calling your lovely wife to say what? What did we buy the glasses? I can hear this. We should have called her from the phone system and brought her on. But doesn't. Doesn't even answer my call from the same house. <laughs> what if I, I called her? I can hear it ringing. I, I can could, tell that she's close to it. I could call her right now, and she probably would answer it because it's not you. And then it would be you. We could we could prank her. I don't want to. I don't want to cause. You a, call her, what if you call her, George? I could dial says, her out from this. What if Just you call text her me her number. Says, text George, her number. What if you call her and she says, George, we have to stop seeing each other. <laughs> no, you're going to answer it. I'm not going to say anything. That would make no. One, she's not going to know it's me. It's going to be our number. I mean, well, I'd call her, does, but I want George. her on the what air. Is, no, I wanted, you know, you know what? See, I've never said more than three you. words to me, uh, to her in my, my life. Others say hello and goodbye, and, and, and then you and I would go and drink. Um, you know, I that would be pretty impressive on my part to get that kind of reaction. I know. <laughs> Can you imagine that? First of all, first of all, I'd be angry that she answered the phone for you and not for me. Second of all, yeah. um, um, it would make for great content. It would. Well, we could uh, we could well, almost yeah. simulate this, but she'd be on the air. We could call her from the pointofthings.com 617-500-2257 number. It would ring as that, and she might answer it not knowing what it is, or she might not. So this way, so you're going to find out two pieces of information from this. Mm-hmm. One, does she just ignore your call specifically, or does she just ignore most calls? So I think this is a good test no. if you want to do it. If you don't want to do it, I'm okay. We, we can George, just speculate. I am... Schrodinger's phone call. I am boycotting phone call. her now. I am boycotting <laughs> okay, her now for not answering the phone. So she is. Uh, but she did order you glasses, so obviously she she has some redeeming qualities. Yeah. Right. No glasses, and she's painted the, the chicken coop. And, really? Uh, she does. Yeah. Yeah. So she does all sorts of stuff. We, as soon as we're done here, we're going outside, and we're going to create two doors for the chicken coop tunnel. Beautiful. Chicken run tunnel. It goes. It's sixteen feet long. The tunnel. It's already built. We're going to create a couple of doors so that errant um, skunks or rattlesnakes, like you saw, <laughs> yeah. don't s- swim up the tunnel and go kill the chickens. Thankfully, we don't. I think I, I don't think we have rattlesnakes here unless they're somehow imported. They don't really live well. Oh. It's too cold. Eleven degrees. That would kill rattlesnakes too, Tom. Well, so, the timber rattler. Remember that? I have Charlie no idea that. I, oh, there were there were some the rattlers out on your rattler. Isle, the island, rattlesnake island. I guess that's true. Exactly. There's something. So there are some. Oh, there's an island, George. That's much further than me. That's like Indian country. I don't get out that far. It's funny how Boston area works. Anything west of you is considered un- uninhabited and unpopulated and probably uncivil yeah. of some some way. Yeah. Well, both. I mean, you're in a you're next to Worcester, Mass. So that's a real. 
That's but up where I am, I didn't even know this area existed before I moved <laughs> up here. I, I had no idea. I would never have been able to know anything about this. It's a beautiful area. Places, it's not, it is a beautiful area. And there's some places over near, um, like where in Fitchburg, Massachusetts, around where the Sentinel is, yes. north central Massachusetts. That I had no idea that they existed. Although I did find out that one of the one of the towns that we cover in, in the Fitchburg Sentinel is Lunenburg. Mm-hmm. A you know nice town. Lunenburg. You know what was there? Uh, hint, it's condos now. I know they're, now they're known for chairs and plastic. I'll give you a hint. Is. Give me a hint. It's on Whalem Lake. Oh, Whalem Park. I think, yes. I, I think I went there years ago, back in the day. Of course. You must have two. Yes. Exactly. Now it's condos, unfortunately. So I, you know, matter of fact, the same matter of fact, the same story about the girlfriend that gave that I gave her post traumatic, you know, stress for the rest of her life. Mm-hmm. She lived in your town, Winchester. So I was in your town, Winchester, from 1986 until 1989. Where would you have been, George? Would you have been in Winchester. Did you go to the White Hen Pantry? Of course I did. I used to go to. Well, I worked the, in that White Hen. Really? In those years, I yeah. might have seen you. I remember you. I had big hair then. You walked out without <laughs> paying for coffee. I did. More than once. You only noticed mm-hmm. like the third time. No, I don't th- I don't mm-hmm. know if I went to the White Hand Pantry. Where did I go? I, what was the big shopping store? What? It wasn't Roach Brothers. It was a... Purity was a gr- Supreme. Purity Supreme. Near the school. Right, near the high school. Yes, near the high school. Exactly. Yep, because we, yes. we worked so in so Framingham and we there? drove to Winchester. She lived in... Uh, there's, there's a little set of condos that look kind of Tudor-ish that are just up the street from that grocery store. I, you know, I'm sure I, I don't remember the location, but, um, we, you know, we had a good time other than I terrified her. We had, we laughed And what a lot. was this lass's name, George? Cheryl. Cheryl what? Salatino. Salotino? Or Salatino. 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 Yeah. She was, uh. It's very Winchester name. Now she's actually from Stanford, Connecticut. So she was actually kind of. That's what I, that's yeah. what I was going to say. So it's very Winchester, but she lived in what Winchester. What was she doing in Winchester? Where, excuse me? What was she doing there? Well, she lived there, but we, we both, we, I met her at Prime well, Computer. But why did she live there? She liked it. She found a condo she could afford, I guess. But it, she li- worked in Framingham? Yeah. So we would, we would drive, the days I would be there with her, we would drive in in the morning and it wasn't a bad commute. You do a little 128, yeah. some back roads, and then, uh, you know, yeah. uh, old Connecticut path and you were there in maybe half an it's hour. It's not a great commute though. It wasn't, it wasn't horrible. It wasn't, it wasn't great. Mine was much easier from this. I was from, I was actually in this location for some of the time I was I was seeing her. And then I actually got my own place during that that time in Worcester. And that was a harder commute because I had to do two ninety to one you know, one ninety to two ninety to the turnpike and right. frame this is but uh the Milbury one is pretty easy because just jump on the turnpike. It's snowing right now, by the way. I'm looking out my window. Oh really? Yeah. So uh, a couple hours ago we had snow and sunshine at the same time. Which this is pretty cool. I was odd trying to, days, George. I was trying to take a photograph this morning of a snow flurry because it was backlit with my weeping cherry tree in the back out of focus, but with the snow in focus and it just, the snow wouldn't cooperate. There wasn't enough of it to get that. Look. You really are isolated in there. I am. This is, this is the way I'm doing. So I'll tell you what you asked me. How am I, how am I dealing with isolation? So I've done a few things. One is I've discovered my collection of old watches, not that they're particularly expensive or anything, but they're just analog watches. Cause you know me, I'm the digital uh, connected watch guy and I've reverted to, I'm wearing an analog 1997 Seiko uh, SKX031, which has been modified to look like an, a, a a Rolex Submariner, so with a NATO strap. 
that's how much I'm into this. I'm, I'm into like all the little details of it. So I cleaned all my watches and I and I've been adjusting them and some of them they needed batteries. I went and I bought batteries on Amazon for them and and I've been wearing different watches. That's one of the things I've been doing. I've also been repairing my large collection of old phones, which is been interesting i gotta get an old phone george i need an old one i saw one from the 1920s i want to put it on the wall um i we tried can, to talk a guy down on craigslist and he and he and he haggled with me and it oh. never got done but a question for you and, and ebay watches, is a great place e- ebay is a great place to pick that kind of stuff up but keep going ask me a watch with question. those watches are you finding that you're using them to tell time or simply wearing them as an appliance by, i by i use them to tell time using your cell phone Really, I'm, I'm using them till time. So the thing I use the uh, I'll tell you I have missed the the uh, connected watch, which when I get a message or a call, I can look at it, and I found myself looking at the analog watch when my phone bangs. I've gotten used to that. So right, and that's not likely to happen with that. No, probably not. There there right. was a device I had which was a failed product that it was a little disc that you would stick with it. You know that kind of rubbery stuff that's not glue, but it, it'll stick to plastic, and you can kind of you know but some kind yes. of adhesive uh, friction um, surface fit. That would vibrate and light up. It had little lights in the side. So you could make it like, you know, like blink red for Twitter or blink, blink yellow for text messages. Or if it's a call from someone you don't want to talk to, it blinks red. And that was kind of interesting, but it's, it's a dead product. It doesn't work anymore. But you'd stick that to the bottom of your analog watch. But I have, I, so what I found is now, now I've, I'm, not, I'm not doing this. I'm not that wealthy. I'm, I'm lusting after a, a Rolex Submariner at the moment. And so I've been watching watch videos on YouTube in my spare time. Just sort of <laughs> <laughs> stupid, you know. Well, but good. It, no, but fun. But When's the last fun. time you read a book, George? Uh, I'm currently about halfway through the biography of uh, Orson Welles. And when do you read that? At, when I, before I'm going to sleep. That relaxes me before I go to sleep. I re-sleep, read for maybe 10 or 15 minutes, and it just kind of makes me You drowsy. don't sometimes have a warm martini buzz that makes it tough to no, read? No, it's Okay. I'm 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 well trained. <laughs> no, I'm I'm okay with that. By the way, it's my birthday this week. I'm a year older. Oh, happy birthday! Thank you very much. And so I I did very have nice. I get some had some New York cheesecake for my birthday, and uh, we had uh, I had I did have some a martini, and some of my friends in isolation texted me photos of beer they were drinking. To your health, it was very nice. Um, my perhaps soon girlfriend Erin texted me a picture of her her Pomeranian wearing a happy birthday hat, which is, I thought, a nice gesture. Very sweet little dog. Love little dogs. Yeah. I, I may be getting a dog. I think I told you that she's inv- been involved with Buddy Dog for many years out in Wayland. Mm-hmm. And she has this, this older Pomeranian. She says, you know, I think I want to get another dog. So I so one of the times we'll actually get physically together when the lockdowns are, we're going to go both go look at dogs together and maybe get a dog or two dogs. Why can't you hang out with each other? Uh, she's working with lots of people in the, her thing at the United Way, and it just hasn't happened. You know, just haven't got together. All right. She's very scheduled. Right. So we're, I understand that. But we're, you know, we're, we're, it's that. happening soon. I think. Get a great hunt, George. Get could, a you know, hunt. they're beautiful, friendly, happy dogs, aren't they? They're sweeties and they, and they're, they're angels. Great. Yes. You know, I don't, yeah, you may I, have to put, you may have to put rugs all over your house, though, but get a great hunt. <laughs> it's okay. Um, I'm looking forward to that, but you know, I I don't have a I don't have a particular breed in mind. I am I am thinking, you know, I loved my German Shepherd Collie mix, Lily, who you would have loved. She would have loved. She loved everybody. Three she legs, loved you. Chase deer. Yeah, that's correct. When I I had deer in my backyard, by the way, when I lived out in 128 Weston. Belt, Weston in 128 Belt, the deer would mm-hmm. and when the power would be off, 
the deer would come to the windows and look in. So they could hear oh, cool. the 60 hertz hum was scaring them away from the power lines were singing very loudly to them. When the power would be out, the deer would come out of the woods and look around it. It's sort of dusk. That's cool. And Lily would get excited and go chase him. So, you know, so I loved her and I love that German shepherd, but I'm not necessarily, I think it's a dog I just have to connect with that, you know, which right, honestly, right now I know I'm ready because every dog I see, I'm just, you know. I just want to scratch it behind the ears and, and I'll come with you. We're going to Hopkinton. That's where the Greyhound rescue is, George. All right. Well, we'll I'll get go. a Greyhound. That, that would be yes, fun. Absolutely. I do have a big enough yeah, yard for a Greyhound to run around. Yes. You right. Have to build a little bit of a fence, but yes. Yeah, I might. Um, okay. Well, George, should we wrap it up? And uh, I think we should. It's a, it's a wonderful, the snow has stopped. The, the sun is coming out. The temperature is dropping like a stone. The polar vortex is upon us, but we will do a show tomorrow. We are remiss for, we went our, our daily, thing went well for about three days and then we both gotten busy so we we do miss you all and uh you can leave us a message 617-500-2257 and uh anytime you want we may play it in the show uk what's our country code 01144 2080688776 just go ahead and, and read that and uh, i should i should have had some little richard to take us out here but uh i'll just do the i'll just do a standard thing with our our, our nearly human announcer. Good night and drive safely. Very tough to tell. <laughs> Not really. Happy birthday, George. Thank you very Promotional much. Promotional consideration for the point of things provided by absolutely no one. Your announcer, Felicity Humphrey Smythe. <laughs> She's very posh. I would say. She really is. Yeah. All right. We'll talk to you tomorrow. God bless you. God bless you all. <laughs>